G'day friends, it's Stacey Morgan here. If you're a busy businesswoman juggling your own journey of entrepreneurship, and if you're a fan of Regold's Dance Life podcast, then I know you'll love my podcast, How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life. We release episodes every week on a Wednesday morning. Listen and subscribe now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast for dance teachers and dance studio owners who have a passion for the art of dance. Hello and welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast. My name is Stacey Morgan and joining me today is fully charged Regold. Hey, Ray. Fully charged is the right way to say it. I wish you all could have been in on our pre-talk. I got a lot off my chest today. <laughs> and also, your laptop is fully charged, which is what I, I double-checked with you and you said, fully charged. I said, fully charged, Regal. That could be your new brand. I like that. <laughs> Today's episode, I like it too. Yeah, good. Today's episode is brought okay. to you by Soul. Soul is happening in Las Vegas. It's a groundbreaking, non-competitive experience for dancers, their parents, and teachers, and that's the thing that is so great about Seoul. These students and their parents and their teachers can all immerse themselves in everything that dance has to offer. You know, there's movement classes, workshops, there's discussions, there's college and university people there. We're talking mental health, we're talking technique, we're talking career. It's just a great opportunity for dancers. And if I was a dancer, well, I am a dancer, but when I was a young dancer, Re, Soul would have just absolutely blown my mind. So thank you for creating something so special. What excites you most about Soul? Uh, how different it is from everything that the kids have. An, well, no, I take that back. The kids, their parents or teachers have an opportunity to do to do to experience dance in a totally new way yes it's about taking classes but like you said i couldn't have said it better seminars for the parents uh that just kind of settled the parents in on understanding how lucky they are to have kids that are focused on something absolutely and and I, I teachers just we're all there to dance together there's zero judgment you're thinking about dance for college it's covered you're thinking about a professional career it's covered you're thinking about becoming a physical therapist but don't want to give up on dance it's covered it's like this is all about who we are i love it and it's happening in August, August 3rd through 5th at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. And you can find out more if you go to regold.com slash soul. Reed, today we're talking about team and not your company team, not your performance team, but the team that you surround yourself with because it's so incredibly important for a dance studio to have a team that's all singing from the same song sheet, all have the same values, are all working towards the same goal it just makes our life as dance studio owners so much easier, right? There's always there's always stories going around and on the Facebook groups and everything of teachers that are um, unhappy or studio owners who are unhappy with their faculty. But if you can get a team working together, I think it's absolutely the the key to success. I agree with you one hundred percent. If you said what's the important part of that team. 
I'm beginning in the last few weeks to really understand that experience is important in your team. Absolutely. Meaning people, people who've surrounded you for a long time, the longevity of their experience with you as a leader, as a CEO, is so valuable. And once you've assembled a group of people that are really good, it's important to recognize that you've done that, but mm -hmm. also to make them feel like they're a part of the, the success through the whole process. Um, so I say that because it's hard sometimes to bring a new person onto the team that hasn't had the same experience all those other people have. Yeah, but it happens so often, doesn't it? It happens a lot. We have. But what? Why? Why do you think it happens a lot? Is uh, is my my question? Is it um, uh, a lack of good communication? Is it throw it in the other direction that it takes a special person to kind of be a good? dance professional is it uh we have a unique culture therefore not every dance teacher would fit into our culture but might fit into another culture yeah what do you think what, what do you think of when i ask that question well the thing is we we try so hard to build these dance studios um that we can resonate with that are a part of us you know, we build a dance studio and it's kind of like our baby. We grow it from infancy and it matures and we want to have people on board who understand our vision, who understand what we're trying to do and are on board with that. And it's devastating when we lose people from from the team and have to go and find new people and, and bringing new people in and out. But I think it happens for all of those reasons that you said, Ree, but it also happens because life happens, people move, people meet you know, lovers in other cities and move away. People come home, and and so I, I. Why have... hasn't that happened to us? I don't know. <laughs> I found my lover and, and moved home. <laughs> yeah, you did. I and... guess what that was you saying, speak for yourself. Or... <laughs> well, I just think that um, as much as we could try, I think sometimes we think that that our team is reflective of us. And that when we lose people, we take it really personally. But I guess what I just wanted to pepper that with, it was that sometimes life happens. Sometimes, yes, those people aren't a good fit and we, we change people. But also sometimes life happens and people want to move I, to somewhere different or they want, a diff they want to see change or they want to change direction or change careers. And that's okay too, but it's not necessarily a, a reflection on the studio culture or what we've been like as a leader or, you know, the opportunities that we've, we've given them. But it's, it is difficult when... It is difficult assembling a team that's all on the same all on the same page. Yes, and uh, once you do appreciate it, but when you just said something that's really interesting. I think for I'm hoping there's people listening that will agree. I think we might be more sensitive to it because we think what we do is so exciting. Okay, and we think. I don't know. We try hard to keep them involved.
tall, Dudley. Yeah. We show all the appreciation, and then the one day they have a real life, and their husband has a job somewhere else, and you can't figure out why they're not staying yes. anyway. <laughs> exactly. And and that goes back to, you know, what I said about it. We create these studios based on our own personal values and based on yes. the experience we wanted to have when we were younger. So when people do leave, we do we do tend to take it personally. But I think what you said about experience is incredibly important because it is. We we sometimes want fresh and new and we sometimes think our students want young teachers that will be, you know, exciting and it's really important not to underestimate the power of experience and the power of having a team that have been together for a long time. Yes, yes. And the power of uh, experience with those that work closest to us understand our needs, mm -hmm. our personalities, our work habits, and support those work habits. Uh Yes, it's the same thing for faculty, but when you went in that direction, in my mind, the ideal uh, situation is an office manager or your right-hand person, what a, an administrator you work with consistently who has been with you and through the trenches yeah. with you. Through the trenches. And, and one thing I want to say, I hope uh, this is a good point for everybody. When you found the person, often tell them mm. how you feel about them. Often show them. It's not always, uh, I'd say often compensate them too. But if you're in a situation where that's tougher, a great place to start is to recognize that this person's been with you for four years and she's learned so much that now you're away for the weekend with your family because she can answer the phone and she can answer the questions and you completely trust that she's going to do the job you need done. Yeah. It makes a massive difference, not just to your business, but to your life as well. I'm yeah, so it's a connection. It's a connection to both listeners. Yeah. I'm super lucky in that my assistant now who works in my business was a student of ours. And so she grew up in the studio, part of the culture, part of the values. She went away and had a, a you know, her own career in real estate. She was a property manager and, and like had some time really away from dance to completely kind of uh, get some world experience and get some life experience, see how uh, workplaces worked and, and understand other cult like workplace cultures. And when she came back to me, it was so, I couldn't put a price on that experience that she had. She knew what a competition team was. She knew the difference between jazz shoes and ballet yeah. shoes. She, she knew the pressure of preparing for recital time. And I didn't have to teach her any of that because she had that lived experience to, to bring into the role. And so it's so lovely when we have those people that, that we can bring into our team. But what happens, Ree, when we get people who aren't the right fit for our team? What happens when we find that we're in a situation where we have people that perhaps we thought that they were the right fit, but it's beginning to be clear that they're not. 
know, I've had experience in this area. I say that smiling. This is what I say that I've learned. Now, you could say this a better way to hire. Okay, so I'm willing to take that criticism when I express this. I think, you know, within a week or a week and a half, if you made the right choice, I'm talking about somebody who's working more by your side than let's say a, a teacher who teaches every Wednesday. Mm. I want to make that comparison. I didn't think instinctually we know now it could go two ways. <laughs> if instinctually, Instinctually, you are feeling like this isn't working or not exactly how you expected things would be. Um, and I won't put the blame on either side when I say this. I'll just say it's just like not feeling right. It's a miscommunication kind of thing. I say this, nip it in the butt. Mm-hmm before it infiltrates the team yep. that you've assembled. Yeah. Because the team won't understand that you're like, okay, now hear me out. I'm not saying don't work with them, don't try, don't try to, like, I, I'm a big guy and I've done this many times. I look at I hire somebody sometimes for what I'm looking for at that moment. But if you said to those people five years later, what was your original job? What did you apply for at Regold Company? They'd probably tell you something different from what they originally applied for. Because mm. if you're going to last a long time, I'm going to figure out what you do best. Yeah. Okay. I have employees or have had employees that maybe they're not always getting everything done on their list. Let's say, and it's not intentional. It's literally like I forgot. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but it is a truth yeah. and it's a work style. Okay, but the other work is so good that you work a little harder to keep track or you look and you say, hey, just checking in on this because, you know, you're not getting mad because here, here, this is how you could handle it. I hope we're still on topic. Yeah, <laughs> you could you could sit there and wait for them to do it and get mad and go, they didn't do it again. Yeah. And eventually the longevity of that team member won't be there because you're only going to see that part. Yeah. I'd look at that employee and go, okay, the deadline thing or the giving them a list thing, is it working? But uh, this is good. This is good. This is good. This is good. So what does it take to keep that? boat from rocking mm -hmm. that takes me as a leader approaching him with a certain style a certain knowledge not being mad now and i'm not telling you this is easy i'm telling you this comes with experience 
of going, okay, I don't want to go through this hiring process again. Yeah. Because hiring is expensive. We often don't think about it, but the time and the resources plus the money that you outlay for ads and, and you know, advertising, it's expensive to be consistently hiring. So you want to do your best to work with what you have. And I love what you said, Rhea, about growth and about how if people, if you came to people in your organisation and said, what were you hired for? Are you doing something completely different? They would say yes. Because I think we as people grow. And if you're a good leader, then you're encouraging people to grow. You're giving them opportunities to grow. You're fostering that growth and encouraging them. And so I think that's great that that we do talk about that that growth being a thing. You know, I I love the saying, um, you've changed, you've changed. And and the response of, yeah, isn't it great? Like I absolutely I've changed. I'm constantly changing because I'm constantly learning mm-hmm. and I'm constantly growing as a person. I think that's what life is about. So you can't your your work life has to fit into your life life. And so if you're not growing in your role, then you're probably likely to to leave soon anyway so leaders that give their people opportunities to try new things to try new tasks to try new positions um, and to find where they fit well working in their own little zone of genius I think is is good leadership it's good for the person that's doing it it's good for you as a leader and it's good for the organization too I agree with you um it's it's different in the more corporate world. You it's more black and white. Like this is your role. This is what you must do from nine to five. I get it. And maybe if I am in a mass production kind of place, I could create that job description. But I think to create that team, it's like everybody needs to be happy with what they're doing. They need to be good at what they're doing Mm. so that you can praise them. And this is important because it took me a long time to learn this. Harmony. Harmony among your team makes for your ability to be more creative makes the focus of everything if there's stress in the team it affects everything it affects your sleep yep it's like it affects everything i've probably told this story before re i had an employee once that my husband used to call the third person in our marriage because it's, she was she was all we ever talked about. Like I'd come home from work and I'd complain about what she did today and what she said today and can you believe this? And he'd weigh in and say, you've got to get rid of her and rah, rah. And in the end, it was him saying, this has gone too far. She's the third person in our marriage that made me go, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. I really did do you get need rid to- of her or is she still with you? She's still with me. Shout out to no. <laughs> That's like she's still with me. She lives in the basement. No, no, she's not still with me. And it, it, I had to have a difficult conversation. I had to have several difficult, difficult conversations. I had to go down the path of performance management which as leaders we have to do sometimes. It's not as easy. Well, at least in Australia, it's not as easy as being able to decide that. I don't. I no longer want you to work for me. There, um, 
the employees have a certain amount of rights to um, the amount of feedback they need from their leadership before they can be dismissed. So um, performance management is really important and that took a lot of gumption. I had to put my big girl pants on and have those conversations and do those meetings and that was outside of my comfort zone. But um, in the end, it was best for for both parties. It was best for my marriage. It was best for my sleep. It was best for um, her. She's gone on to open her own business. Um, She's very successful and hopefully she's very happy in that role as well because she wasn't happy when she was working with me, hence the way that she was behaving. I think sometimes as studio owners, we avoid those conversations. We avoid those moments of conflict because we think it'll get better. She'll get better. Can I, she- I, I want to interject here, then yeah. you go right on. When we're ignoring it, we're not really ignoring it because we're feeling the ping in the stomach while we're ignoring mm. it. It's just a point that I want to make. Like what, what could be worse than feeling that feeling every time you're in the same space with that person? Yeah. Is it really now I'm saying this because I'm talking to myself as well as our listeners. Is that overtime pain and exhaustion worth not you just one day going, hey, we need to talk? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny the it's stories we tell ourselves though. We we really uh, I I I coach a lot of women in business and I have a lot of clients and one particular at the moment who is just avoiding this conversation. She knows what needs to be done. She knows there needs to be, you know, a conversation about the performance um, and she's just avoiding it. And it happens so often. I think we work it up in our mind like it's going to be, I mean, like we put on shows, Re. like we can put on a whole recital. We can go and, you know, do three hours of entertainment, but we won't have a three-minute conversation. It blows my mind. That- oh, wait. We could put on that show, have 20 people on staff, have 10 people upset with us, and we fake it through the show. Right. We feel the vibe from the people. And therefore, are we really having the show experience that we should have or that we deserve? Yeah. Um. I went a little off track. You did track. go way off track there. <laughs> but it's it's well, right. It's it, You're right. It's the, it's the truth. It's like going on a competition weekend and three of your teachers seem to be huddled in a discrepancy about the business or the studio and nobody's talking about it. And so now what's happening over that weekend? Are you concentrating on the experience of seeing your kids on the stage or are you like stressing out because you didn't have the conversations you needed to have? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I hope I took us back on track with that little explanation. Well, you did. And you're right. We can fake it for three hours of, of putting on a recital and doing a whole show, but we can't, you know, fake it for three minutes to have a difficult conversation I just think it's ironic sometimes and I think if we did it a lot more if we communicated a lot more with our team we would find that we would have a harmonious team okay that's that's exactly what I wanted to say was sometimes you look at that conversation as being afraid and by by 
not opening the conversation in an attacking mode because you waited so long and that last thing was your last straw. Yeah. Um, you opened the conversation and they said something to you like, you know what, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. Or I hadn't thought about that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Here you were panicked that they were going to fly out the door mm. if you opened your mouth. Yeah. Right? The stories that we tell ourselves about how these situations are going to go are, are just that. They're just stories. And I often... I've had people... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I often ask my coaching clients to play play the tape to the end. So if it's worst case scenario, what are you most afraid of? Are you afraid they're going to yell at you? Are you afraid they're going to jump on the table and stomp their feet like a monkey? Are you going to... Like, are you afraid that they're going to storm out, slam a door and then go and tell everybody in town that you're crazy? What's the worst thing that can happen? Because if you can think about that and you can go, actually, I'm okay with that because... You know, I have no control over whether she's going to jump on my desk and stomp like a monkey. Then, then it just makes it a little bit easier because I think we make up these stories in our mind that it's going to be a catastrophe when actually, that most of the time the conversation will be quite civil. There'll be understanding. There'll be communication. You'll feel better, and you'll get an outcome. And I'm gonna I'm gonna add to that because we went a little on the negative when it comes to team. And I was I wanted to kind of talk about appreciating the ones we yeah. have. But listen, <laughs> listen, this I can connect this dot. I can say that after you've had a conversation with somebody that's a real honest, honest conversation you'll be able to have more and they're probably going to become in the long run that six-year employee that you count on and gives you the ability to go away because you completely trust them. There's nothing you haven't talked about. Yeah. Right? That's so a great the point. The thing you fear, the thing we fear, could be the thing we need to do in order to secure that this is a long-lasting person. Yeah. And those long lasting people, sometimes we get very used to them and they're there doing great things all the time and we don't necessarily show our appreciation. So mm. circling all the way back, Re, what can we do this week or what can you do listeners this week to show some appreciation for your team? If you understand what they like, what, you know, what, fills them up, what their love language is. Maybe they need words of affirmation. Maybe they need a gift that's wrapped in pretty paper. Maybe they um, need you to write them a handwritten note that says, thank you for everything that you do around here. I think it's a really um, good time in the season to make people feel really appreciated as we head into that oh, yeah. really stressful, you know, stretch, home stretch. I'm with you 100%. And, and this is what I, I want to say. If it's hard to think about it or you're just beginning, something I know that works really well and it's so easy for us to do is to go up to that person sitting at the desk or maybe about to start their class, walk in, look them in the eye and say, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. Hmm. And then leave. Love it. Like that they're noticed. Yeah. 
Okay, so if you're not one of those rewarding people or whatever, you'll become more rewarding if that's where you start because you're going to see a difference in people's reaction. I yeah. do it a lot. I, I, when I'm at the conference, I go tap somebody on the arm who's been up 13 hours with me since 6 o'clock in the morning. I go, you know I appreciate you, right? And the smile you get because you literally stopped from all the chaos that's going around you when you said that to a person. Like the best time to do it with your faculty or somebody is at your recital when you wouldn't think you might have the time to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not always about money, though. I think that's something that definitely is worth it for you to invest in. Mm -hmm. And always be aware that this is a point I like to make to every studio owner. Don't wait for them to ask you for a raise. You need to go to them and be this person and go, just want to let you know you're getting $2 more an hour this year. I appreciate you. And walk away. Mm -hmm. Powerful. That's it. Yep. It's not, oh, my God, uh, can I afford this? It's like, to me, got a great office manager. I'm wondering if I can afford it. I'm going up four bucks on my T-shirts, and I'm going up, uh, I don't know, I'm finding something else that I'm going to go up on, a, a recital ticket, two bucks on my recital ticket, and I'm giving her a raise. Yeah. Because you could even think about the amount of money you'd spend trying to replace that person. And, yes. and then that's, that's you know, a really clear. Is... <laughs> Go. Oh. You, you're really we, jumpy we today. Go for it. <laughs> it's also the amount of time it takes you, time, and I'll say frustration, even though that's probably not the right word, to retrain somebody. Yeah. So you could be moving on in your business and moving on in life and achieving goals, but now you're back to the step of retraining somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a resource. We're a resource in our business. And when we're feeling stressed and frustrated, well, the business is not working at capacity and that's really important too. I hope everybody's going to go and just reward their staff and, and appreciate their staff. I have a I have a staff member who ends his phone calls with appreciate you. That's how he hangs up. He doesn't say goodbye. He says appreciate you. Boom. And I always I love that. And I always finish going, oh, oh. And it's become kind of a um like a language around the staff because he does it so much. Um, we've all started doing it to each other and it it makes for a really nice workplace culture. I'm really I'm really lucky. He's someone I've had for a long yeah. time and he's not going anywhere, hopefully. Hopefully he's not going anywhere. Touch wood. Ree, this has been awesome. I love talking t um, team. I love talking leadership because it we none of us get into our uh, own studios. We don't open our own studios because we think I, I want to uh, do, you know, grow my leadership. That's not the reason that we start. We often want to teach. We often want to inspire students. We want to pass on that passion that we have for dance. But leadership ends up something, you know, ends up being a big part of what we do. And so I love when we get the opportunity to talk about it. And there's going to be plenty of leaders and mentors and teachers at Seoul happening 
August 3rd to 5th in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. I hope that you can join us. It's going to be a really special time for teachers and for parents and for students. And we will be there letting people know that he that they're appreciated. First, I want to say I appreciate you, Stacey. Oh, thanks, Ray. I appreciate you. I appreciate the opportunity to do this. It's super fun. Even on days like today where we both can't wait to talk. (laughs) I felt like those of you listening, it's not polite to talk over each other like Stacey and I do today. (laughs) But we do. This is how we communicate. We've been doing this for so long that we're just like, oh, and and." (laughs) I love it. Awesome. Thank you all for being with us and enjoy the journey. Thank you for joining us for Regold's Dance Life Podcast. Learn more about joining the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association, the Dance Life Teacher Conference, and the Dance Life Retreat Center at regold.com or follow Regold's Dance Life on Facebook. Enjoy the journey. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 